Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come and Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 291 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we are continuing with October the 12th to October the 18th in the Come Follow Me manual, which covers 3rd Nephi 20 to 26, Ye Are the Children of the Covenant. And today we're going to continue into 3rd Nephi 24, uh, which is uh, covered in the section titled, God is Merciful to Those Who Return to Him. What I find interesting before we dive in is two things. First of all, we know this as Malachi chapter 3 in the Old Testament. And Malachi chapter 3, many of us will know, is the chapter that we use to teach tithing very often in the church. Um, but tithing, in terms of the um, the ideas for personal scripture study, isn't even mentioned once. I mean, it is referred to in the family, um, ideas for family scripture study and family home evening. But in terms of... Um, the, the personal study section, it's not even mentioned. Uh, and I find that interesting, but instead it focuses on God being merciful to those who return to him. And so I want to focus on that on that lens as well. Um, also, uh, we had just referred to a verse yesterday, which talked about Christ expounding all scriptures into one. Well, if you want a really good example of a scripture that's been expounded um, into one from across the whole standard works, this is, this is it, Malachi 3 to 4. Um, this section is referred to in all the standard works. And as far as I know, it's the only scripture that, 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 that this actually happens to. We know, obviously, it's located in the Old Testament itself. Uh, it is referred, so it's in the Bible. We know that it's uh, referred to in the Book of Mormon. We're, we're speaking of it right now. It is also referred to in Doctrine and Covenants. Um, and then in the Pearl of Great Price in Joseph Smith history. So, um yeah, go have a look that up. And But it's interesting that this is the one which is kind of spread throughout all standard works. Uh, so let's see why this, it's so important. In 3rd Nephi chapter 24, verse 5, straight away um, we read about God being merciful to us. He says, And I will come near to you to judgment, and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, and against the adulterers, and against false swearers, and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and let's turn aside the stranger and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. Now it's strange this because obviously when I read when I read this initially, I just kind of got a sense of comfort and love and and protection from it. Um of course when you read it, it is telling us that he's going to judge and be a witness against these types of people. Um but for me it was it was a message actually of, you know you will be protected, you'll be looked after. And I just, I don't know why. Um, President Thomas S. Monson um, said, put it this way, quote, such teachings were not new then, they are not new now. Consistently, the master has taught by example of his concern for the widow. Um, to the grieving widow at Nain, bereft of her only son, he came personally and to the dead son restore the breath of life and to the astonished widow, her son. We may know our cities as Columbus or Colville, Detroit or Denver. Whatever the name, there lives within each city the widow deprived of her companion and often her child. The need is the same. The affliction is real. Close quote. And I suppose that's why I was getting uh, a feeling of um, peace and comfort is that, you know, there are circumstances in our lives. There are difficult afflictions around us. There are there's great wickedness around us, but the Lord will, will support and strengthen us in our afflictions. 
Uh, President Monson speaks specifically there about uh, a widow who's lost her companion. But th- this is the case for whatever situation we are in. He is aware of our difficulties. He's aware of the things that we come up against. And he is aware that, of how we can help and support and bless us. And he will if we return to him. In fact, in verse 7, it says, Even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye say, Wherein shall we return? So we see that there that the Lord has promised us, not just in this verse, but in many verses, that he will turn to us. He is, he, he will stretch, he is stretching out to us right now. Um, even if we are you know, trying to live our lives the best we can, he is still reaching out to us because we're not at that stage yet where he wants us to be. But um, in verse eight, it then continues and it says, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me, but ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. So this is moving in move to, a, to a specific uh, commandment or a specific uh, act. Um, and I do want to just pause briefly on the joy that God receives from tithing. And I'm sure you've heard this said many, many times before, um, you know, that the, the purpose of tithing is not so that God can have our money. Um, God could do very well without our money. Um, and, you know, we may sit there and think, well, you know, the church wouldn't be able to do such and such a thing without my money. Well, let's not kid ourselves. You know, our amounts that we contribute to our tithing is a small fraction of the faithful donations made by millions of members across the globe. Um, the church would get along very fine without our money. And even if tithing ended tomorrow from every single member on, of the church, God would provide a way. But what is the, the joy he gets from it? Stephen L. Richards said this, quote, We do not rob God by withholding our gift in the sense that we deprive him of the substance of the earth. He always has that substance, never relinquishing it. But we rob him of the satisfaction and the joy that he must feel when his children respond to his mandates and open their hearts in giving and in worship, close quote. That is what we rob God of, is just the the intense, I had pleasure almost seems the wrong word, but it pleases him um, to, to, to the intense joy. Well, that's the word, joy and um, happiness that he feels when we do make those choices. Uh, to, and one of those choices is to pay, pay tithing. Um, we then read verses 9 and 10, and I'm not going to go into much detail in that because they're familiar, They're very familiar verses um, to us being cursed with a curse and um, the windows of heaven being opened to pour out as a blessing. And in verse 11, we, we read about the devourer being rebuked for our sakes. But, um, but we, we also um, sometimes in our lives may be paying our tithing. We may be doing all those things and do, living as best as we can. And then look around and see individuals that are not keeping that law or who are not working as hard as they could to provide um, for, for the Lord his amount and then, you know, doing what they can responsibly with the rest. And um, yeah, I think I think that sometimes, you know, you, you might sit there and think, well, I've been I've been paying my tithing my whole life. And yet we're still struggling with this. We're still struggling with this amount of debt or we're still struggling with with all this. Um what is interesting is that in verse 14, um, it says, Ye have said, it is vain to serve God, and what doth it profit that we have kept his ordinances and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the proud happy, yea, they, yea that work wickedness are set up, 
yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. This is an interesting couple of verses, and there are a couple of verses that I've never really studied before in Malachi 3. Basically, it's saying, you know, the, the, the righteous that do keep the ordinances and live the law of tithing, um, they may be walking sad, sadly, they may be walking mournfully, they may not have what they need in this life right now. And yet we look at the proud and we look at the wicked and they're all set up, they're happy, they're great, they're great uh, and they are even delivered. And so the question is, well, why is that? Why should I continue to pay my tithing if I'm promised these great blessings? And that 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 saving, and I know I wasn't going to talk about tithing much, and this refers this applies to not just tithing, but any any commandments. Why live the word of wisdom when we look around and we see that some people that don't live through the word of wisdom are very healthy and very happy, and then there are others who do live the word of wisdom that have a lot of physical uh, and mental needs. Well. The say the, the principle is the same. God is merciful to us that, ret- that returns to him. And Elder Neil A. Maxwell put it this way, quote, The fact that the wicked often seem to profit and do very well in this life may fill us with questions. Ye have said it is vain to serve God, and what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? Yet is it not true that the triumphing of the wicked is short and the joy of the hypocrite but for a moment? The Lord himself confirmed that those who follow the ways of man have joy in their works, but for a season, close quote. We need to remember that God loves all his children and the fact that some are happy in this life still fills him with joy. They have the opportunity to, to live a life and have happiness and have peace, even if they don't have the Saviour in their lives. Unfortunately, that peace and joy can only last for this mortal life unless they turn to the Saviour um, and they... They, re- they rely on his atonement. They, they, they rely on his grace. And that may be very difficult for us to swallow because we're like, well, well I'm, I'm really not enjoying life right now. I'm doing all these things and I'm really not enjoying it. But we need to, again, have that. And again, we come to that word that President Nelson used in conference, myopic. We need to remove and that myopic lens and see the great work the Lord is doing in our lives. For a start, we don't know what would have happened in our lives if we hadn't relied on the Lord. I mean, there is that point. But actually, if we move beyond that point as well, um, the Lord has great blessings in store, unimaginable things, as present as Elder Uchtdorf explained it in conference as well. And I feel like the general conference we just had is a wonderful um, series of discourses about this topic, about the patience and about the joy that will come as we continue to strive to live faithfully to the Lord and his teachings. Um, thank you very much for listening today. I hope you enjoy it. hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, please do um, join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Today Session with Come Follow Me if you want to um, share your studies on what, whatever you've been studying. And you can email session at gmail.com if you'd like to join in a future podcast episode as well. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.